name is Jerry West. I'm the Associate Director of Recruitment, Outreach, and Engagement for the College of Integrative Sciences and Arts. Tonight's podcast is called The Buzz for the CSIS student population. And we're just here to talk about some things to uh, inform and educate based on the, the happenings that relate to the College of Integrative Sciences and Arts. Tonight, as my co-host is Kelly Carnes with CSIS Marketing. Hi, yeah, I'm Kelly Carnes. I also work here at CISA. Um, I am also a grad student, but not for much longer. So that's exciting. And next, Asau. Hi, I'm Asau. You know, I, I am a professor and associate dean of academic uh, affairs, equity, and inclusion at CISA. Happy to be here. Carter. Hi, everyone. My name is Carter. I'm a CISA student and uh, ambassador. I'm involved in the ambassador fellowship organization. Um, I'm a current sophomore and a future junior, and I'm going to go ahead and popcorn it over to Natalie. Um, I'm Natalie. I'm also a CISA student. I am a junior, going to be senior, um, and I'm also part of the CISA ambassadors and the vice president of them, so I'll give it to David. Yeah, hello. My name is David Franco. Uh, not related to James Franco in any way. Um, uh, this is my fourth year here at uh, ASU and part of CISA. Um, I'm excited to see what's going to happen here. All right, guys. So first topic that we wanted to discuss today was was our top five versus top five. Kelly, I'm going to allow you to go first okay. and then uh, give us the top five things you miss, not in any particular order. So this is going to be sound weird, but one of the first things I missed is my classmates. Um, I'm in the WP Carey MBA program and it's a in a very intense two-year program, but it's been really good. And um, it just, it's kind of sad that we're kind of ending and I don't get to see my my, te- my teammates right before we graduate and stuff. So a little bit of a bummer. I miss my friends because I haven't seen them in two years since I've been in this program. <laughs> and, and, you know, now I can't see them really at all in person. I also miss going out like to movies and concerts and bars. So... <laughs> Um, you know, just having a reason to like leave your house. And the fifth thing I miss going out without having to wear a mask, though, I do wear a bandana and I think it's like pretty cool because I look like a bandit and it's interesting how much stuff I get for free. So, all right. Those are my five. Asal, you want to go next? Uh, sure. I mean, I got a couple things on my list that are similar to, to Kelly's. I mean, I miss... I just, um, you know, I had planned on uh, taking a trip to see my mom and some family in Idaho. I miss, uh, so I miss my family, uh, like seeing them. I know I can talk to them, but it's, there's nothing like being in the physical presence of somebody. So I miss that. I miss going out uh, to uh, restaurants and things like that. Just uh, being able to be, uh, eat somewhere that's not your, your own table always. Um, that's, uh, that's something that I, I miss. Uh, I miss um, a good beer at a brewery that's not in my house. Um, so that's another thing that I miss. Wait, you have a brewery in your house? No, I don't. That's the okay. problem. <laughs> what do you consider uh, let's a good see. Beer? I consider a good beer to be a good malty German beer, or better yet, a Belgian beer. Something oh, wow. that's really yeasty and, and big and <laughs> almost sweet, almost raisiny. Um, yeah. So let's see. What else? What else do I miss? I miss. Um, I miss uh, uh, just being able to go out, as Kelly was saying, like, you know, to different um, places where people are at. I, I get I like the uh, I like the, the campus, um, all the campuses when they're busy and bustling with students. Um, uh, and I miss uh, this semester. You know, we only got uh, a half 
half the, the semester. Uh, and I missed uh, the second half. I missed seeing my students face to face. You know, we got, I got to see them over Zoom, but uh, that's not the same as uh, as being in, being with them and, and working with them in a classroom. So I missed I missed that a lot. Thanks, man. How about Natalie? Some stuff you missed. Yeah, I have some. I have five. I mean, I could have done more than five, but I really try to like narrow it down to my main five, my top five. So I would say the number one thing I miss is Starbucks. By far, I am an avid coffee drinker, and I mean, the poor people at the Starbucks on both Tempe and Pauline knew me, so like we were going good <laughs> with the Starbucks orders. Um, and then the second thing I miss is sushi. It's my favorite food. I absolutely am a diehard sushi eater, and it's just not the same to order it as takeout and try to eat it at your house when like the rice starts falling apart, and you're like, this is not. <laughs> This is not something I want to eat. I didn't want to pay for this. Like, it's just not the same experience. And then I have concerts because I also love concerts. And I'm very sad. I had a few concerts that were canceled. So that was a little bit sad. I miss office hours with my professors. My, my professors have been really great. They've been, you know, trying to do office hours over Zoom. But it's not the same because I don't feel like the conversations are as in-depth or genuine as it would have been when I'm just sitting there talking to them one-on-one about, you know, life and class and just getting their perspective on a lot of different things. And the last thing I miss is campus. I loved my schedule. I had a routine down. I work and I go to school. So every week I just had my set routine and I just miss going to campus. I miss seeing everyone, seeing friends, seeing faculty, you know, seeing um, advisors, people like that, and just having that environment that isn't able to transfer over Zoom. I'm going to revise mine. I'm going to say the same thing that Natalie said about sushi. I miss sushi, (laughs) not just any restaurant. I miss sushi. For sure. That and, of course, ramen restaurants. I miss going, going out to ramen. I'm tired of making my own ramen. <laughs> I've been going to the point where I have to make my own sushi, but if I get there, I'm really going to make a competition somewhere. That's a skill set we all need, making our own sushi. Yeah. That's right. Carter, how about you, man? What's some stuff you missed? All right, so I got uh, two things that relate to school, and then I got some other, like, personal things. Um in regards to school, I do miss face-to-face lectures because I feel as though that I, I work best with being present in class, engaging with other peers. And that kind of leads me into my next one is I miss my peers and my friends. Although we can talk via Zoom and all that, it, I, it doesn't feel the same, just like what Natalie was saying. So it, it doesn't feel as genuine. You don't really get your point across 100% if, if, it's, not, if it's not in person. So I miss lectures in person. I miss like my peers and friends, especially on campus. Um, I also miss doing labs uh, in oh, person. Wow. I'm not a real big fan of labs, but you're not after, really. No, I, for some reason, I've just I've, I've always sucked in labs. Like the teacher will always tell us what to do. And then as soon as as soon as it's time to get down to it, I'm just I turn to my lab partner and say, what are we doing? That's, that's how I feel all the time. Science but, major, though. Isn't yeah. that every science major? We all have no clue what we're doing in lab. We just like exactly. somehow get through it. Exactly, exactly. So, just cut it open, whatever it is. Yeah, right? Um, so I, I, miss, I miss doing it actually in person because I took two labs this semester and they were both through Zoom. And basically it was kind of lame just, just watching the video of the lab of the actual lab taking place because I like seeing the observations. I like writing the data. I like doing everything myself. Um, 
but so it was, it was kind of difficult just looking through Zoom and, and watching a professor do it. You don't really get the most out of it. Um, another thing I miss is um, like doing club work. Uh, me and Rob, who's also in this chat, we, we're involved in international service doubles. And basically our trip got canceled uh, last minute. We were going on a service trip to Florida to help out with hurricane relief. Um, so that got canceled last minute and, you know, everything got put on halt. And that's a lot of the time I get to spend with my friends and my peers. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, those kind of piggyback on each other. And then the last thing is I miss the gym. <laughs> that's kind of, <laughs> kind of funny, but I'm tired of just doing pull-ups and push-ups, you know, all day so creative by like lifting up water jugs and stuff. And it's kind of lame, but it is what it is. You know, it is, it is, it is what it is. Um, we got a whole, we got a whole card and there's a whole bunch of videos online about like how to do workouts at home when you don't have one. And they're all crazy like that. Yeah. I've been, I've been exploring those. I'm just like, hmm, I wonder if I can actually like, do like door hanging rows or whatever. Just like grab the, <laughs> grab the door, start doing stuff. I don't know. Um, I just miss like all the equipment and also, you know, working out with my buddies. That's that's the thing that I miss the most. Um, so there's my top five that I miss being in quarantine. You know what, bro? I don't think you're the only one that misses the gym or, you know, <laughs> yeah, or, or certain activities that way. Um, David, how about you, man? What's up? Yeah, so I got a couple things. Obviously, number one, you know, socialization. You know, that means movie theaters, going to the restaurant, even just going to the grocery store now and not being super paranoid. Like, <laughs> I'm running into someone in the me aisle, and we're both looking at each other like, um, do I go or do you go? It's like, I don't know. I'm just going to go around the whole other side of the store just to go back where I am. So I'm looking for, forward for to me. not doing that anymore. <laughs> David, for me, for me, it's like, why are you so close, man? Why are you so close to me? That's what I'm right? <laughs> so he's creeping up behind you. Hey. <laughs> totally There's a weird it. camaraderie that happens. Cause like, so this woman was like coughing in the produce section, just coughing. And I look over at this other person on the other side of her and we make eye contact and we're like, we'll take her out. <laughs> she's gone she's gonna go she's trying to kill us all <laughs> yeah um another thing though is treating myself um you know i i need a haircut bad um and you know i you know i miss shopping for myself i love getting new fits and everything and uh it's just not happening you know it's not the same experience online you know you can't try stuff on you know it's, it's annoying um number three sadly is going to work um i need money <laughs> <laughs> right we are yes yes <laughs> yeah. um fourth i mean may take it the wrong way but you know i'm a little tired of my family uh, i can't wait to get out of here again <laughs> we know each other a little too well now legit <laughs> um and and lastly you know i can't wait to just touch my face again <laughs> yeah. I hear you, man. and that's not even sarcasm you're being like straight up like yeah. This is the truth. <laughs> and touching other people's. <laughs> no, never mind. I, I, you know what, man? I think everybody's perspective is like valid and and legitimate. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's okay. this is not a typical experience. No. And I'm like, 
you know, when I list when I list my things that I miss, you know, so you might think this is a safe space, right? Like maybe I miss I'm a faculty member and I'm on campus and I miss giving students the wrong directions and watching them just walk around campus. <laughs> I miss driving hey, to work. So you would have you would have loved when I showed up on Tempe campus one day and was walking around for about an hour trying to find my research lab because every single person I talked to was like, oh, it's just, it's literally right there behind that building, right there. And I'm like, there's no building behind that building. That's a parking lot. Like, you're not, you don't know. They got that for me. I would always just go down there and make a left. Y'all have a group chat? Oh, this student needs directions. Don't tell them. Yeah. I miss driving to work and having road rage and cutting people off. <laughs> I'm just watching them get mad at me. <laughs> no, yeah, it's no, too no, easy. I'm, you just fly to work. It's right, or wherever no. you need to go. I, I mean, I really miss like traveling on a plane. I mean, I miss that. I miss, um, I, I like everybody, I miss going out. I miss sports, like live sports on TV. I'm, I'm watching marble races right now and I'm getting way <laughs> too excited watching a marble race, which are pretty exciting if you haven't seen them. I mean, I didn't know that life was out there. <laughs> and then uh, I miss I miss theme parks. I miss you know like going to I legitimately miss theme parks. Like taking my kids, just just seeing them excited. So there's a couple. Where, where is a the theme park, man? Where the heck is a theme park? I'm are from you Ohio. In, like 19. Are you like living in 1920 America? What is it? Yeah. Where's the theme park? <laughs> like a, uh, are, are we really not a part of like who knows what theme park? Like Disney World, like Disneyland, know, like flags, but Theater an Pony. amusement park. I guess oh, I've never. I guess I've not been to one for a long, long time. So you're missing I don't. out. You're missing out. Am I? Am I to go to Disney World this week and it got canceled. So. I don't miss those at all. <laughs> it seems too much for me. Like lots of people. people. Yeah, it's going to be hot. You're outside yeah. waiting in lines, sure. getting like really expensive, crappy food. Too much for a water. Anytime you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lots of people, expensive food. Everything you listed is why I wish I was there. (laughs) Okay. Well, you are the one who gives people the wrong directions on campus. So, (laughs) Jerry, what's your favorite amusement park or theme park? Cedar Point. Cedar Point in uh, Sandusky, Ohio. It's a great spot if you ever get a chance to be there. Not that you guys are, are playing. Oh yeah, that's my next trip. <laughs> well, next time I'm in, in Ohio. YouTube, you get the same expression if you watch the stuff on YouTube, it's fun. <laughs> so transitioning into today's discussion topic is how are you guys coping with COVID? Like we, we've talked about some of the things that we've missed. Now, for the, everybody's perspective, how are you coping? I talk to my friends every day. Like every day we have FaceTime. We're now in a book club, which sounds so old, but we all like bought books from Amazon trying to figure out what we can do to talk about. And we also like watch movies together, like via FaceTime, via Netflix party on Google. Like we're just trying to do stuff where we feel like we're hanging out, but still at our own house away from people. Well, that sounds like a bonus to me. It just makes COVID made you read books. I love it. Oh, yeah, but it also made me spend more money. So I don't know. There's a balance here. There's a balance. Right, right. (laughs) Carter, you go ahead. Some things that I've been doing, I know this this semester's kind of been hectic. And a way that I've been, like, able to take my mind away from it is that me and my brother 
And my family will just get together once a week. We'll play Mahjong. Does anybody know what Mahjong is? Oh, is it's like a checkers. tile game? Yeah, it's like a tile game. And basically we'll get together and um, it'll just be like us six playing. And, and that's just cool. And then uh, me and my brother will make bets and we'll, you know, we'll just do more things together. I I started like helping my grandma cook, you know, just, just doing other things, getting more involved with the family and um, just taking a step back and realizing like what's most important in life. And like, you know, in times like this right now, it's family. So that's just what I've been doing. I've just been, you know, with the family 24 seven, literally. I have nothing really else with coping. It's just, I'm just enjoying it right now. It's not the best situation, but we're making the most out of it. So like embracing where we are as just society, I feel, you know, like you have to make the most of yeah. it or you're just going to be super sad. And like, there's nothing to change that. Like it's, it's all our attitude and our perspective about it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. David, how about you? Uh, you know, just like my dad, we find something in the house to fix. If it wasn't broken before, maybe somebody <laughs> broke it and then we go and fix it. You know, all the faucets in the bathroom, they are, they are squeaky good. You know, uh, All the air conditioning units, we fix those up. Um, did some gardening. We set up a inflatable pool for my younger sisters. I mean, we just find something to do, you know? That's good. Kelly, are you coping? No. No. <laughs> Disaster. <laughs> no, uh, I, you know, it hasn't, it hasn't been too bad. I've been going out on walks and just to get outside um, and get a little exercise. Um, uh, been cooking more, which I like to cook. So that's one of like my hobbies. So that's kind of fun. Um, and then my husband and I are pulling pranks on each other just to keep things interesting. <laughs> so I did pants them the other day. It was really good. I let him win. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so he threw out. a great bet me. So uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> well, those, those seem like commensurate uh, uh, pranks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You gotta yeah, dive we, under uh, the counter though before it you back. Okay, I, you know there's there's aspects about um, uh, the sort of self quarantining that I really like. I like the uh, 10 second commute from my bedroom to my office to go to work. <laughs> um, I like that. I like that. I like that I can just turn on my little in, on a, if I'm in a Zoom meeting, I could turn off turn off my video and go and use the restroom and yeah. so that I without <laughs> looking embarrassing. Uh, I like that. I like that. I like um, that as a student too. You can kind of, you know, turn on your video, yeah. do some laundry, make dinner, and you're right. still in class the entire you're time. Sort of listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, um, coping wise, my wife did this wonderful thing, uh, when it first started, when she knew we were, she's so smart, uh, like this, she's like, she got a, a bad, a badminton set and oh, wow. like, so we go, we, it just set, we just set it up out in the backyard and, and, uh, like for like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, take a break, go out, play some badminton. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We love it. Um, and, uh, can't, haven't been able to do it in the, in the heat of the day when it's like, you know, hot, but, uh, in the evenings or in the morning, uh, you know, uh, we do, we do, it. it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I have on occasion got in, gotten into my pool, but if you know me, <laughs> you know, I don't really, I don't really didn't really want the pool. I told my wife I'd be happy if we just didn't have a pool. I don't want that thing. It just sounds like money I got to spend every month on something that I'm not going to use. But I did get in. I do get in the pool on, on maybe once a week now, so that's okay. You know, 
Just wait, you'll be able to do meetings over the summer from your pool because that'll be the only place you want to be. <laughs> right, right. right. Just don't and get you're... your laptop wet. Yeah. That'll be bad. Yeah, or or go to the bathroom in there. That'll be bad. <laughs> Have oh, you oh, seen I... those videos of people like thinking oh, yeah. their cameras off and they took oh, their yeah. laptop with them to the bathroom? Yeah. Oh my god. Can't say I haven't done it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I thought I recognized you. <laughs> God, it's hysterical. And like you can see, like the person's oblivious, but like their coworkers are like, oh. <laughs> their eyes get all big. And so to segue into like, so we <laughs> nicely. We are dealing with like a, a good thing. And I think you guys' perspective is really helpful for students, especially, you know, when this comes out and students start to listen and they'll get like a, they'll feel encouraged. But but that leads me to like, why did you guys pick ASU? And in and, and particular, your major at So personally, what happened, I'll try to make a really long story short. But I was 16. I was a junior. Um, my first week of school, I was going to a charter school and I'd reached the max of AP classes they offered. So I just Googled what the requirements were to ASU, which was only about half an hour from my house at the time. I met all the requirements met with my principal. They told me I could graduate a year early, came home, told my parents, Hey, just, just so you know, I'm graduating high school this year. Surprise. Um, that was so awesome. Um, and then I applied for early admissions to ASU the like very next week, you know, now it's like mid August, September. Um, and what I did for my major, this is going to be really bad. So I hope no one else does this because it's not recommended by me. Um, I decided I didn't want to drive to Tempe because I hate traffic. So I just X'd out every major on Tempe right there. Obviously not driving to West either because it's not close to my house. So now we're left with the poly campus, okay? So I pull up our website and I go through every single major offered. Then I cross-check it with potential jobs that I think I could get with that major. That's the process. I landed at Applied Biological Studies. Love my major. Would not change it for the world. In the four plus one program, this semester I did the, you know, dual masters. Um, but yeah, I just, it was close, didn't want to drive, checked every single major, could rule some out because I wasn't interested. Like I wasn't going to be an engineering student by any means. No one wants me as an engineer. <laughs> like I was like, this is doable. I'm pretty good at science. You know, like I have AP credit to get me a little bit further ahead. So that's, yeah. And then I was just started ASU, still had a with my parents because I'm 17 once I graduated um and now I'm still here and I love it and I'm going to grad school with them so what's the job that you think you want to get or that you so, cross-check this with yeah so originally I was just going to go to medical school both my parents are in the medical field um so it was a pretty easy transition sell for them mm-hmm. um but right now I want to work for the CDC as a human scientist and I have a research position with ASU and I had two last year as well um, and oh, I'm doing cool. my master's project on infectious diseases. So it just wow. happened to be, you know, a great time for that. <laughs> so timely. So timely. That's great. Well, hurry up, yeah. Natalie. We need you to fix I, this. 
As soon as she graduates, then we're gonna we can't wait. We need her to start now. <laughs> right, right. Like someone was like, um, all the medical schools graduating now, their doctors early. U of A did it, and I was like, really? I'll graduate early. I'll go to CC right now. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they could use the help, I'm sure. I don't know. You know, Natalie, I think that's a really great uh, um, uh, process for finding uh, your school and major. I seem pretty systematic. Seemed like it checked all the boxes for you. So I don't think that's, I, I think you could recommend that to other people if it works, if it works in their life too. So, you know. And I have no regrets because I think the thing is when you're choosing your major, people are like, this is exactly my interest. I want to get this degree. You hear, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And I think that's great advice. But here's the thing. Sometimes you have to fall in love. Like, and sometimes love's a choice. So in my major, I don't necessarily love every single class. Oh, chemistry. I mean, I about died two times with no chemistry, but there's still classes that I like that are outside my major that you can take. So now, you know, if you're an ASU student, there's electives, any elective you can think of, there's an elective for it. So it's like, I don't have to have a full major in forensic science to take a forensic science course. So. I, I like that. And Natalie, I like that. that um, sometimes you fall in love. Sometimes love's a choice. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's true like with it. majors, it's true with life. That's great right. advice. <laughs> True with all kinds of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> don't be honest. It's true about quarantine with your spouse. <laughs> right. It's very wise, Kelly. <laughs> very wise. Very, very much so, Kelly. <laughs> all right, Connor. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Mine was isn't as systematic and well thought out and planned as Natalie's. <laughs> so just a little disclaimer. Basically, I wish I would have graduated early, like how Natalie did. But I just did just basically the classes that I needed in high school. And... After I was already set in stone, I was already accepted to GCU, um, Gilbert, uh, not Gilbert, Grand Canyon University, and I already had like my major in biology. I was already set up to go to GCU. I don't, I don't know why, but ASU was never really uh, my top pick. I actually didn't apply until later. I applied a lot later, like a, like I think it was about a month out before like the first freshman orientation. So it was pretty late. The reason why I didn't want to. Um, I didn't really think of ASU, which was kind of a closed-minded pro- thought process for me, was I thought ASU was just loud. It's all like one way. Um, it's just a really big campus. And I, I, I'm not that type of person. I like smaller campuses. I like uh, small communities. And I thought ASU was just like, go home, go big, go, go all out. And that, that's kind of what I was told, but it, it's not true. So I actually was accepted to GCU and I was already fully committed there. My second option was to go to uh, Abilene Christian. Uh, which is another small school in Texas. And I wanted to stick with a Christian school because I'm I'm very religious. But I, I, I backed out of GCU mainly because I would have to commute there. And just like Natalie said, the whole traffic and it's all the way in central, even towards West Phoenix. And I live all the way out in Queen Creek. So that'd be horrendous if I had to drive there every day. That would be um, a long haul. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Basically, my mom urged me, she was like, why don't you go apply to ASU and go and explore what programs they have to offer? And basically, from then on out, I, I applied to ASU, I got accepted, and I went to freshman orientation at the Polytechnic campus, and that's where I met uh, Jamie Eggerling and Linda Zygmunt, and they they kind of influenced me, and they they uh, they were able to help me construct my schedule, and that's when I was just like, all right, I I know where I'm gonna go. I'm I'm already set in stone. I want to go to this campus, and it was kind of it was kind of fit for me. I was able to take all my classes. It was close to home, and I got to stay at Polytech. Um, so that was kind of a big deal. Also, like 
with my decision, I was able to like influence my brother's decision to come to ASU. He's going to come to Polytech as a CISA major. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was also able to get my cousin to actually commit to ASU for golfing. So I kind of, <laughs> I kind of do like a booster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Booster. Him a stay, stay away from my job, <laughs> right. man. Stay away from my job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I was recruiting left and right, recruiting left and left and right. Um, nice. So yeah, that I, I basically fell in love with the campus. I don't have any, any complaints so far about my ASU experience. It's, it's been amazing. I love, I love the campus. I love the people. I love the classes. I love the teachers. I love the faculty. Um, it's an amazing time right now. So good stuff, man. Like that, and we and we are not paying any student to talk at all about. It. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Genuine thoughts, yeah. David. Top that, man. All right. <laughs> um, well, I'm originally from Tucson, so I was actually growing up accustomed to hate ASU. <laughs> Always around this U of A merchandise and all that. But I actually went to a a college prep high school, very AP rigorous and all that mumbo jumbo. When the time came for college applications, uh, it was quite stressful. I ended up applying to 10 different schools. I got into about six liberal arts colleges, a couple universities. But really what it came down to was honestly the price and the distance. ASU wasn't far from home, but it was just far enough to be away from home. Um, ASU uh, gave me quite a good scholarship, not going to lie. But coming out of high school, I knew that I wanted to stick in the liberal arts, specifically history. And any one of the schools that I went to, I was happy to do that. Um, And ASU really had the opportunity, the research, and the the accessibility to talk to these sorts of people about that. So I I chose to do history. And my first year here, in my first semester, actually, I realized it wasn't going to be enough. So I took on another major, political science, and that just opened a whole new door of opportunity for me. And since then, it seems like things have just been falling in place for me perfectly fine until this COVID-19 thing happened. <laughs> um, but during that time, you know, I was—I actually was able to gain an internship on Capitol Hill, and I was actually spending this past semester in D.C., interning up there, working up there. Um, and it honestly was a dream come true, honestly, to be doing that and still be working under the guise of ASU. I mean, ASU has such a strong presence beyond Arizona. And I think that's something really cool. And obviously sometimes ASU doesn't do so much as uh, advertising that I think sometimes. And uh, it's really important to realize how many connections ASU has beyond the walls of Phoenix, Arizona, and really the world. Um, And so I I have no regrets, honestly, choosing ASU. And I I would highly encourage anyone else to do so as well. Do you think you're gonna go into politics when you graduate? Yeah, backdoor politics. I mean, you, oh, you'll okay. never see me on the ballot, but I, I'll be there in the office working for them. You know, <laughs> I like it. I think I think like a good point David made is I feel like your ASU experience is up to you. I truly believe that with every part of me as a student. Just because ASU wasn't your first choice, just because your major might not have been your first choice, or anything like that. Like what you get out of it, you put in. And it's like David works really hard. You know, Carter works really hard. I work really hard. Like what we're getting out of it is what we're putting in. And I think that's just important for any student of if you're going to ASU and it might not be your first choice, you can still have a great experience. Like college is a blast and it's such a good time. And I really mm-hmm. think it's all about your attitude towards it. And if you want a good experience, you'll get one truly. Not every day is going to be super easy. You're in college. College is hard, but you can still have a good time while in college. I love that. Yeah. Very yeah, that's a, I, 
I think that works. That that mentality works. For, but whether you're talking about a classroom experience or we're talking about the overall experience, mm-hmm. you know, what you decide you want to be a part of and what you want to do and so forth or or any anything really. So I, I, I absolutely totally agree with you wholeheartedly. So what brought you to here? So I, I'm pretty new to CISA. I, I joined uh, last summer, um, July 1 was my first day um, here. So uh, so this is the end of my first academic year serving as associate dean and a professor um, in CISA. Um, and I've loved it. And it's been everything as advertised and more. Um, uh, and especially the workload. Yeah, right. So what brought me here was, um, uh, to be honest, um, uh, the people are really wonderful. And uh, our dean, uh, uh, Dean Dwayne Rowan, uh, he... He's the one that suggested I, uh, I look at the job and look at ASU, and he uh, offered uh, uh, to have a phone call with me and talk to me about the area and ASU, because I knew about ASU from afar. I knew about um, President Crow for years, because I've kind of followed um, his, uh, his notion of what, it, what, the, what a university could be and, and should be, and I, and I knew about the charter vaguely. Um, and those, all those things align very well with the kind of work I do in anti-racist um, studies and, and, and cut writing studies. Um, and so I, um, I took a closer look at it and they, it really, really, um, um, was intriguing and it sounded like the kind of place that I could do, um, the kind of work I like to do in the classroom and in my research. So for me, it was, it, that made it easy. Great people like Dwayne, um, that I get to work for great people like, uh, like Jerry and you that I get to work side by side with. And then great students like these students here. I mean, they're all, I mean, this is the, this is, these are the products of the charter of ASU of the area. And so that really was, I could, for, I could, I was smart enough to be able to foresee that I was at a really good university already, but I could foresee this is the kind of experience I was going to get. And I wasn't wrong. Um, so we, and it, and I was a little reticent about going back to the desert. Uh, I grew up in Vegas, uh, and then before my, uh, we were in Washington, the state of Washington, uh, before we were in Tacoma. Well, we were in Gig Harbor, right over the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. So I was at University of Washington in Tacoma. Um, and uh, so it, we loved that area. I loved the Puget Sound, loved the water. We loved all of that. Um, uh, and I liked, the, I really loved the, uh, the University of Washington. It was a really nice um, university. Um, so we didn't, I didn't have any reason to, to leave. I was, I was not looking to go anywhere. So, uh, but when I saw all this stuff, it was like, wow, I, I, I got to see if I can make that work, even though I don't know how I feel about, you know, uh, the summer's uh, so hot down, down there in the <laughs> desert. Um, that's why well, that's you have a it. pool. That's why, that's why your house has a pool right there. It's yeah. the summer. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right. So usually right now we're going to have somebody read their rates um, from Rate My Professor, but, but we don't have that on the actual agenda today, but we do have a faculty member that has been rated several times um, and given several types of ratings. (laughs) 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 When you're rated as a professor. Uh, You know, when you're rated, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing because most, at least in my field, and I know this is, this is true for just about every field, um, whether we're talking about a physics class or history class or English class, my classes happen to be in, usually in English departments. Um, when you're when you're a professor and you're put, you're putting together a course, you put everything into it, and you want those students to really um, get a, as much as they possibly can. And so, you, if you get a, 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 a I should let me just say a, 
um, a careless review, right? Whether it be on a course evaluation or on a ratemyprofessor.com or whatever, it it feels like, wait, were you not there? Did you not see the care I took into designing that course? Like it for every, um, so what I like, what, uh, the way I uh, uh, help try to safeguard myself uh, and my students against this is I don't mind a negative review. If that's the way the student feels, that's okay. That's their experience. I don't want to deny that. At the same time, I want them to, to be aware of what it is that composed that, that perspective for them in the class. And I think it goes to what Natalie was saying earlier about like what you put into everything. Like if you walk into a class already negative about it, you're likely going to not have a good experience with it. No matter what happens, no matter how much energy the professor put into it, no matter how much energy everyone around you puts into it, you will see things negatively or will tend to want to see the negatively or see the negative things in it. So for me, um, it, you know, I, I, I want to, I chuckle a little bit at some, some reviews, but it's usually like you, uh, that class was, uh, it wasn't hard. It was just a lot of work. Um, and I think that's all right. That's all right. I don't mind not having a hard class in the sense of being like difficult concepts that I think what that usually means is I'm balancing the threshold between being too complicated for students at that level. Like they don't get the theories or they don't get the ideas because they're just too difficult. There's too much uh, that they need to know before that in order to get it. Then there's a lot of work involved. Because I think if the school is anything, if college and, and learning and, and growing yourself is anything, it's a lot of work. And if you're not, if you do the work, you get stuff out of it. So I think that's uh, that's kind of the way uh, that's the way I'm trying to see it. Um, and, I, and when I see when I get those re- reviews that that maybe are I, again, like I said, I don't mind the rate, the low rate or, or low rating, although my ratings aren't that low, but, um, but, uh, but I, don't, I don't mind them. Okay. <laughs> I know. I mean, but, but I do, but I do mind the careless, the careless, uh, if the careless, I, I do take them very seriously though, as a teacher. I mean, I think most, um, professors, um, try to take their, uh, course evaluations, for instance, seriously and use them to to better their their teaching and better their courses and their course designs, and I'm always appreciative um, and I uh, to get um, reviews regardless of you know where they fall numerically on a scale. I don't put the I put the I put I take the numbers with a grain of salt. I'm, I'm more interested in the words that they that they offer. So students, do you guys? How do you make the determination on the class? You don't you don't use rate my professor at all. Do you? I 100% use Rate My Professor. (laughs) Every single class I've ever taken, I check the reviews. And I usually put a review too, just on my experience, because I know students use it. I will say, as for reviews where it says a lot of work, I would preface from a student's perspective, while I like classes that have work, if it's too much work, the problem comes in if you're taking other classes that are very work-intensive and you, this is a class you might not have to take, or it's an elect, like you're thinking of taking as elective. I want to know how much truly like the work it's going to be, because I don't mind putting in work, but if I'm taking three other classes that are super intensive and this class is going to add on to it, I'm going to truly, you know, give up a little to take it and then potentially hurt my grades because now I'm taking too much. Like I want to know how much work is going to be put in. I don't necessarily need it to be the easiest class, but I also don't want to hurt my GPA or my grades that I'm going to be potentially getting. So that's as a, as a student, I just, I preface that with, I definitely read the reviews and I'm, I'm never scared with the, Oh, it's, you know, a ton of work, 
but I do take it into consideration. I like when students put that because then you can, you know, balance out your schedule. If you're working, if you're a student worker and you have other things besides school that's on your plate, like you don't want to overcommit yourself to a class that's really, really intensive. Right. You can schedule that class for later. Right. And when and pad it with electives. Right. That are maybe a little bit easier. But you right. Like balance out your need. schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then my syllabus will be really uh, uh, useful to you because in my, on mine, I give pr- um, the precise and estimated hours out of class that I will assign work. So wow. for instance, in undergraduate classes, it is usually, uh, depending on the class, between eight and 10 hours of work outside of the, um, our contact hours. For graduate of courses, it's a few hours a week more than that. So that's, and then that's what I shoot for. And we keep track of that in my classes. So I, everyone does a little labor log. I do a labor log for my work in the class and we, we use it so that I can keep track and make sure I'm not over assigning stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I, cause I don't know the competencies of all the students before they get yeah. there. Right. Like we have to start working together, find out, Oh, you, the, this class takes a little longer to read these things or they can zip through stuff much quicker. We can do something mm-hmm. different here. So, so yeah, I, I totally, yeah, I, I think that's a, smart um absolutely smart thing to do the tough thing is is that what you know what's a lot of work for one one person may be just okay work or not that much work for another person right and it can often depend on the mood like that's what i get worried about with some of those um with like a because if it's not a a a good sampling of the students in the class then you're getting the two ends of the of the spectrum yeah you're getting the ones who are who are either motivated because they had a great experience or they're motivated because they had a really bad experience. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and it's rare that you get all the ones in the middles to help you understand the full range of, of that experience. The guys. But you're, you're, it's a really, really good point, I think, now that you make a good point. And um, I've never actually used Rate My Professor. I actually didn't know it existed until a year ago. Um, like, I was getting... <laughs> It was there's it was kind of good for you, Carter. Good for you. (laughs) I didn't know, and I thought I thought um, like all right. So I was sitting in class one day, and like my friend, she was in there. She was like, "Oh, this professor that we got doesn't really have good reviews." And I was like, "Reviews?" I was like, "Where?" And she was just like, "Oh, on rate my professor." I was like, "What is that?" And she's like, "Do you not know about rate (laughs) rate my professor dot com?" And I was like. Living really like under a rock. <laughs> I was so I don't know. I was so shocked. But then no, but I, I agree with what Asal said though. Like it's it's all about the preference. Cause honestly, like student students vary. So it could be like a student who doesn't really like to work hard and they may leave a mean comment saying it's a lot of work. But for another student, it's it's totally fine. They can balance it. So um I've never really checked into those rate my professors. It it's like what Natalie said too, it's what you make it. So if you if you go above and beyond, if you try if you try and make it your best um, situation, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with Carter on that one. Um, I mean, I know what rate my professor is, but I've never really gone on that. I honestly like the surprise of not knowing how my professor's going to be walking into the class. <laughs> um, and most I can say honestly, I haven't really had a bad experience. But you know, some people have different worth eth- work ethics. I mean, we all know uh, first weekend classes are pretty good. And then rest of the semester, the class, I don't know, some people are missing and then it's finals week. And then you're like, oh, I forgot this person was in this class. Welcome back. <laughs> David's got the got the box of chocolates uh, mentality. Like he's just going to wait and see what happens, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I totally love it, you know. Tell me um, the ending of this movie. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's totally what you make of it. I mean, I think I'm a pretty adaptable person, but I mean, you know, experiences are different for everyone. So. But I agree, though. I've, I haven't had one bad experience with a professor at all. Oh, I wish I could relate. My gosh, I love ASU, but I don't relate in that bucket. Of. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you had a bad experience with some professors? Oh, yeah. And the funny part is, like, I don't think I have a poor work ethic. Like, anyone that knows me, like, I've the poor yeah, petition no. people at CISA, you know, Danielle, she reads all my petitions. I like <laughs> overload every semester, you know, like, I, I'm on it for my schedule. And I'm graduating early. Like, I feel like I've done everything to be a good student, but there have been some professors that I just. And you're the one doing more of the homework before you take a class, looking up, looking up all these professors on, on rate my professor. Right. <laughs> you probably I, shouldn't I do that. I want to make sure that I'm getting it's the best <laughs> Maybe you should next time take a, a page out of David's book and and just not look at all. Right. Just throw right. caution to the wind. Use the mystery flavor of you know. The That's right. Like. Oh. <laughs> this, no, but I do kind of feel bad now for the professors. I left those right. My professor reviews <laughs> my choice words that I used to the other oh, students. No. The warning <laughs> in all capital letters. Professors are people too. Isn't that right? <laughs> they have uh, you know. They know it was some, me. If they read are. it, they know. I went to enough office hours with them. They're like, oh, Natalie got to me. I already know. <laughs> Natalie wore me down. <laughs> Thank you so much, Natalie, Carter, David, for coming in and giving us your student perspective. And thank you, Assistant Dean Asau. Sorry, I messed that up. <laughs> it's a pleasure. I loved it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in and talking with us. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Stay tuned for the next episode of The Buzz coming at you. Thanks, guys.